Are you lost in the chaotic whirlwind of day-to-day busyness? Do you yearn for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in your life? Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose, the podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey of self-discovery and finding their true purpose through their own story. I'm your host, Brenda Simmons. Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose. Today, our guest is Ashley Holmes. And Ashley is the CEO and founder of her business, Holistic Fertility Coach, Inc. She supports women who are struggling with infertility, and she helps them to heal their womb to conceive with ease. She is passionate about customizing one-to-one programs to bring mind, body, and spirit back into balance and alignment so the body is in a harmonious state for conception. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Brenda. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So I'm wondering if you would tell us a little bit about your story, because what you're coaching is a direct reflection of your own experience. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how that led to coaching others through the same process? Really, I feel my path chose me and it's my purpose to step into that and to help others because I too once struggled and really was seeking what I couldn't find over a decade ago, went to the clinic, eventually did conceive twins and was very grateful, but also walked away from that experience with unexplained infertility and no answers and not thinking that I could conceive or have any more children naturally on my own. So that wasn't the truth. And later, many years, I landed on my yoga mat and began to embody holistic practices and was able to conceive easily and naturally and quickly. And it was just a night and day difference in who I was and that this is what I was meant to be doing and to offer this to other women because there's more than outside medical intervention available. So what did you ever figure out what the cause of your fertility issues were? I mean, because you look at fertility issues is it is becoming more and more prevalent. So I'd love to know, you know, what what you think your problem was and what's your opinion on why these levels are rising, why it's becoming more and more difficult in general. Sure. I think because all my tests were clear, everything that they ever ran for me or did for me or tested, it always came back, there shouldn't be a problem. We don't know why you can't conceive, right? And that is really frustrating to be on the receiving end of that because you think you're doing everything down to a science and down to an art. So why isn't this working? There are no guarantees, but you feel like you're putting so much energy and effort in. And I feel like that's why I was blessed with twins, was just being bound and determined that I was going to have a successful result. But it did take time and heartache. And on the flip side of that, what was truly missing, I think, was a mind-body-spirit connection, was the energetics that need to be involved with it and to feel whole in the first place Mm -hmm. instead of broken and like I needed fixed. And that's so often how people come to me is seeking why, you know, like help me. I don't know what's wrong with me. And it's really addressing all aspects of the person's being. And I feel like that is why infertility is so prevalent and on the rise. Because when I started my business, the statistics were one in eight 
in Canada. Now they are one in six. You know, we've been through a pandemic. The stress that everyone worldwide is under on a daily basis is immense. And we aren't necessarily equipped with the tools and resources to navigate that successfully. Okay, so that's super interesting. You bring up stress. And I I agree. You know, we live in a very fast-paced world, you know, in the Western Hemisphere. And and stress is a big part of that. So how do you think stress factors into the infertility equation? It is a big equation. It's a big part of it. It's not the only piece and part of it. But when we are releasing stress hormone hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, that is not helping our body to be in a receptive state in order to conceive because you're really putting your body into fight or flight mode instead of rest and digest mode. So you want to be having those relaxation hormones released more frequently than you're having those stress hormones released. And to find that harmony and that balance within you is so important. And that is really, you know, what my whole program is centered around is giving you those pieces and parts so that you can find that because it is stressful. There's no doubt about that, but we need to be doing something with the stress. And it's not just go relax. It's not just have a bubble bath and all these go on a holiday and all of these things that people say. It's a deeper level than that. Okay. I'm super interested to dive into that. So what do you mean by it's deeper? Because you're right. I mean, when we talk about relief stress, it's, it's kind of doing those outwardly things, right? And so what, how do you really combat stress? How do you solve that stress problem? Really, the whole focus is shifted inward. So you shift that entire locus of control from external to internal. And that is really, you know, it's a journey inward and it's a journey of self-discovery and really being in tune with your body, listening to your body, getting to know the signs and signals that your body is giving you on a daily basis that we're not even aware of most of the time. And our cycle and our digestion and all these pieces and parts of us that we haven't learned about properly and we haven't given the time and attention that they truly desire and you know most of us were raised on the food pyramid and so many things that aren't actually healthy and don't actually serve us in the long run I love that so you bring up so many so many things that I and I love this so much there truly is a mind body spirit connection so and i and you've kind of touched on that like how how does that connection factor into not only stress but then the uh, the physical ability to conceive it it's a huge role and i truly feel like that's what was missing the first time around you know that was a big part of the missing piece for me was i was looking for that but I couldn't find that, you know, I couldn't find what I was looking for. I felt like I had a dark cloud over my head. And I was like, there has to be a way through this that is easier. What am I missing? And it was really, you know, finding that within myself of when I felt anchored in who I am and what I desire and really had a purpose beyond 
exterior, but internally, you know, that really is a pivotal moment and a pivotal shift of this is what I want and this is what I desire and this is who I am and this is why this is important to me and I want to get to the root cause. I don't want a band-aid approach. You know, I don't want this to keep showing up in my life. I don't want to put things into my body that cause me not to feel good. And that was really why I wouldn't have gone back to a fertility clinic was I didn't enjoy the way that I felt. It felt like an outer body experience of having all of these chemicals induced into your body, feeling like a pincushion in so many ways and not feeling like myself and just wanting to, you know, hop off that roller coaster ride and like, when is this over? But thinking that that was the only way that I could achieve the result that I desired. So how did you figure it out? Like how, how was that? Like, I, I'm assuming you came out of your experience knowing what you didn't want. Yeah. How did you, absolutely right? How did you figure out, you know, what you did, you know, and, and then to be able to create a, a, a coaching business out of that, I mean, it's truly remarkable, you know, because obviously everybody's individual, right? So how did, how did that work? How'd you figure it out? When my twins were little, I, for a very long time had the guilt of because I wanted them for so long you know I didn't prioritize myself I put myself last and I thought that made me a good mom yet that made me feel drained and depleted day in and day out so that was a learning curve of as soon as I started going to a five dollar karma class for yoga I was like oh I feel amazing I need to do more of this it's okay to prioritize myself it's okay to have self-care and self-love practices and I was drawn to that initially, but it wasn't the hot yoga classes that really truly made the difference. Once I started to dive deeper and incorporate different kinds of yoga, that is what I really needed. That is what my body needed. That is where the rest and digest truly came in was incorporating practices that are the opposite of yang, such as yin yoga and restorative yoga and yoga nidra and these practices that are slow and internal and quiet and calming because we have so much of the opposite end of the spectrum and we don't incorporate and bring balance and harmony into our state of being so that we reach equilibrium, so that everything is balanced and aligned, so that we have peace inside because for the longest time I didn't have peace inside. That's really beautiful, you know, to to really understand the power of stillness. And was that hard for you at first? Yeah, because I think sometimes, I know for me, like it takes me a while to just get into that stillness mode. And when I first started um, meditation and just trying to be still, having, you know, a morning routine and all, you know, things that would ground me, like it was difficult for me to, to kind of switch gears. Um, was that, was that hard for you to kind of get into that or did it, did it feel more natural to you? Initially it was hard, but I also used to leave the yoga studio and be like, what are those, what are those bolsters? What are all those props going to do for me? You know, it was purely from a place of ego and thinking you had to be doing to achieve a desired result. So a switch in mindset 
once I finally, and I think it's also the instructors and the mentors that I ended up with. And once I embodied these practices, they completely shifted and changed my whole state of being. And, you know, I was like, this is what I was seeking. This is what I needed. This is how I wanted to feel. And it was really coming back to and peeling away all those layers that didn't serve me anymore and realizing that and knowing that there was a better way forward. Oh my goodness. I, that's lovely. So what was that feeling that you felt? Because you, I, I was listening to, I've been listening to a book and one of the things the book said was you have to heal your mind before you can heal your body. And I, and I've pondered on that the last few days, like how, true that's been in my life. And yet sometimes I still forget that. Right. And I, I have to constantly remind myself, okay, heal my mind. And then I can work, you know, things will follow through. So what was that? How'd that feel like to you to feel like better inside? Amazing. And so much gratitude for my mentors. One of them was a former monk and just the peace that was found and realizing my thoughts don't have to control me. I can uh, control my thoughts and to have that awareness and to not be so attached to my thoughts, to become a witness to my thoughts, that I can choose my thoughts. My thoughts don't need to choose me to realize what was running on repeat day in and day out and to catch myself when I was unconscious and to begin to live a more conscious life was completely life-changing. I love that. Okay. So thank you so much for taking us through your journey and what that was like for you. I just, I just think that's so beautiful that you were able to take a step back and reevaluate and through some trial and error, figure out what went well for you. So how, talk to us a little bit about yoga. So you've got several certifications in yoga. And so tell us what, I mean, we know that it's, it helps us to be still, but what are some other benefits to yoga and especially as it relates to um, infertility? Definitely. I incorporate yin yoga. So that has similar effects and benefits as going to acupuncture. It is working with your body in a similar way. Many women go to acupuncture when they're trying to conceive to help with fertility. And this is just another method where you can do it from the comfort of your own home. And without needles, and just breathe consciously, move your body in different poses and hold those poses for a certain length of time so that the meridian lines within you begin to open if they're blocked and so that the flow can be there so that you are just opening and working with the interior landscape of your body. So what's the difference between yin yoga and like, I'm not super experienced. I've done yoga before, but I know there's different types and I get confused with all the different types. So, so what's, what makes yin yoga different and why is that the preferred method of yoga? Depends on the outcome. Every, I personally believe that there is a certain type of yoga for everybody and it just, okay depends on the outcome that you desire. If you're after a more strength-based, flexibility-based, that type of yoga, then 
hatha and vinyasa and those types of yoga flows are what you're after, where you're just moving pose to pose, sort of minute to minute, breath per breath. And it's more of a workout than a work in. It is a work in as well, but you need to make that conscious effort instead of just, you know, following the instructor and moving alongside in that manner. Whereas yin is more of a gentler, quieter aspect where you're holding the poses for at least three minutes and you're getting into the issues in your tissues. And sometimes that's not comfortable and it's beginning to sit with discomfort on your mat so you can embrace it off of your mat. And it doesn't mean that every pose is, but when you get into hip openers, sometimes, you know, we hold a lot of emotions and energy within our hips. And then that goes for all of our joints. And those are often the places that people feel tightness and tension and stress within their body. Okay. This is so coming full circle for me. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for this conversation just because I've, I've had a lot of hip issues and, um, and I've even had lower back issues. I know that my, my, um, so you're a Reiki master master or just level your Reiki master or level two. Did I say that? Level two. I'm not a master yet. Not master. So level two. Um, and so there in Reiki, you deal with chakras and energy and whatnot. And so, um, I've, done a little bit of personal research in this myself. And I know that my root chakra is always the one that I have the issues with. Right. And so it's centralized in, in that area of my body. And so I love that you, you pointed that out. Right. I'm like, Oh, like, like all these bells and are going off in my head. Like, okay, that's another reason why um, I could be having issues. So that's super cool. So Talk to us a little bit about how does yoga then relate to the Reiki in what you do? And can you explain Reiki a little bit, just in case there's people who don't know what that means? Reiki is really universal life force energy, and it's just allowing yourself to be an open vessel to receive that. And that's what I offer to my clients typically when they receive their period and they're at a low point in their month, and it's just an energy healing and clearing session that I do for them. And they feel amazing afterwards. They feel so clear headed and focused. And it's just kind of like pressing the reset button. And you truly, you don't have to do anything except be open to receive, which when it is that time of the month, I think that's just a blessing to be able to give someone because oftentimes you don't feel like you can or in a place to do much for yourself. Wow. Yes, I totally agree with that. So just for like a maintenance, do you suggest women have a Reiki session monthly? Like, and it's, is it important to do it on their period? Necessarily that they do it. Some of my clients absolutely love it and have asked for it once a week, which I'm happy to do for them because I cater my coaching program to my clients and some modalities, some things they feel work better for them. And so I give them more of what is working for them and to work with their body and to create as much harmony and ease as possible within them. So 
it really is. There's no one size fits all. It really is truly just unique to that person and where they're at and what they're going through and what they're experiencing in real time. That's awesome. Are you able to do Reiki sessions over the computer or do you have to do it in person? It's all done by distance because oh, I love that. energy energy cannot be created or destroyed. So, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. And I also made that available as a separate offering aside from my coaching because it has been so powerful and impactful for the people who have received it. And it was like, even if you're done my program and you've moved on, you can still come back to that if and when you feel like you want to, or you need to, or it's going to benefit you for something that you're going through at the moment. I love that. So we've got yoga, we've got Reiki. Um, you also have talked, mentioned, you know, meditation. I don't, you've not said that word, but I, I think in what you have talked about, you've, you've um, alluded to that. So can you talk to us a little bit about meditation and like how, how do you do it? There's a lot of different types of meditation, just like there's several types of yoga. Um, how do you do meditation personally and how do you help your clients meditate? Personally, I meditate and begin my day that way every day because that has been really pivotal and how I feel energetically every day because I used to get pulled out of bed every day with mom and just felt like I was behind, felt like I was rushed, felt like there was no me time until the end of the day. And that's not how I wanted to feel. And I wasn't showing up as my best self for anybody in my life. And to take that time for myself, to take that intention, to do that with purpose and on purpose every day, really just sets the day with that energy and that intention and to hold that energy. And if you have a trying moment in the day to remember sometimes, you know, what you started the day with, and sometimes something will, you know, pop into your mind of that is what you need in this moment, right? That is the vibration that you're seeking that isn't currently present, but to tune back into that. So do you typically do like a guided meditation or, or is there a, like a process that you go through on your own? I really, initially, I started with guided meditations because, you know, often we're very busy in our minds and you can't find that quiet. You can't find that stillness. You don't feel like you actually sink into it until later on. And so now I really just sort of tune in to what I need. What do I desire? What am I feeling energetically that is missing in this moment? And what do I want to bring into my day? Because sometimes you were talking about the chakras before, if say, I have three podcasts today or something like that, then if my throat was feeling scratchy, I might want to, you know, focus on my throat chakra and do a meditation specifically for that to make sure that my energy is flowing, to make sure that I can show up in the way that I want to. So it's really just being aware and giving myself what I need in the moment. And for anybody who hasn't been able to settle into a steady meditation practice, I always recommend to start with yoga nidra because you cannot do it wrong. Your subconscious mind is going to take in anything that it mean, needs during that session. And 
it's like yogic sleep. And by doing 20 minutes of it, it's equivalent to four hours of sleep. So when you are a new mom and a sleep deprived mom, that is the perfect reset for you to do a quick meditation when the baby is napping or whatever, so that you have the energy and vibrancy you want to carry on with the rest of your day. Okay, so you said yoga nedra. Is that what that's called? Nedra. So N-I-D-R-A. N-I-D-R-A. And so is that, I've not ever heard of that. So is that just a form of meditation, like with movement or what? Okay, you got to explain that one because I've never heard of it. It is, there's no movement. You are in Shavasana. You make yourself as comfortable as possible. And even if you do fall asleep, you still will receive the benefits from it. It isn't something that you would typically guide yourself through. It's usually something that you are listening to. And it's just bringing your awareness to all levels of your being. In yoga, they're called the koshas. So it's starting with your physical body and then you move inwards and you get to your bliss body at the center, at your core of who you are. And it has, you know, you work with the opposites because there's pain and there's pleasure. And we usually only want to experience one or the other. So you work with both opposite ends of the spectrum. You bring to mind things that perhaps you deem as unpleasant, but you do it in a meditation so that in the real world, when you're faced with those things, you can breathe through them, you can handle them, you can cope with them, you feel equipped. And it just works with your mind in that way. So I'm really intrigued by this, because it seems like so much of what you're talking about is balance, right? So balance between stress and and calm, right? But you know, and it's, and it's, it is experiencing both, uh, both sides of the extreme. Now, and maybe not, ex- maybe extreme isn't the right word, but it's, but both sides of the spectrum, whatever you're dealing with, is that, is that really what this is all about? Is just balance? Really? Because infertility is imbalance within the body. You wouldn't be experiencing infertility if there wasn't imbalance within the body. So it is bringing that into back into balance. And that's why I include Ayurveda is part of my coaching program because Ayurveda is a sister science to yoga. It complements it. It works in harmony with your body. It is the healing of the mind and the body together. And it is working with your inborn constitution of who you are when you enter this world so that you are nourishing yourself in the optimal way for you, because what is nourishing for you isn't nourishing for everybody else. And it's typically not the way that we were raised or brought up. And it really has been life changing to work in harmony with my body, with the seasons, with the elements within me to know what serves me best? Okay. And I just want, you said another word that I don't know. <laughs> I just need to know. So Ayurveda, is that what you said? So tell me yes. exactly what that is. It is the science of life and the healing of the mind and the body together. Okay. That's beautiful. I love that so much. So how, what, tell me what does a what does coaching look like for you? Like, or or I guess in the perspective of a client, if they come to you and say, I've got this problem, 
you know, what's, what are the steps that you take to help them, you know, move them towards solving that problem? We, we begin with where they're at. There's no other place to begin, but also being conscious and aware of healing anything that they have been through as well that may have been particularly traumatic because you can't just um, move forward without addressing what is already residing within your body. Mm -hmm. So if they've experienced miscarriages or stillbirth or failed cycles of IVF, those are pretty traumatic experiences for people to go through and we need to sort of look at that address that and sort of heal and move through that and then move forward from there so it really is individualized and customized in that you know where looking at all areas of your being and where are you struggling with the most right now and moving from there and then including, you know, movement and breath work and nourishment as sort of those main focuses and pillars moving forward. So it's not throwing everything out the window that you're doing right now, but beginning to make those small conscious shifts and changes to feel better. And effects are really felt quite quickly in things such as like, my food tastes better and just all sorts of things. That wow, that's so interesting. Just just things that people wouldn't even really think, you know, like top of mind, like this is going to be a benefit, but like losing weight and, you know, my food tastes better and my energy is better and I'm sleeping better. And all of these things that we think aren't big things really are truly big things and they matter in our state of being. Well, and they affect our quality of life too, you yeah. know, and I, that's so interesting that you bring up healing past wounds, basically past traumas. Um, how does that because I've experienced several miscarriages myself and that it was a really tough time in, in my life. And in fact, even after my body healed, I carried a lot of um, emotional trauma for many years. And I finally took myself to therapy <laughs> to help myself just process and get through all of these things. So how do you, how do you help your clients get through trauma like that? Cause it's, it is tough. It's really hard. It is really hard. And often grief isn't acknowledged or it's not deemed a real loss in some circumstances. And people don't feel like they have the permission or the right to feel the way they do or to grieve or even have any tools or resources of how to move through it. And it's really important to heal the loss. It is a loss. And mm -hmm. often every month, it is a smaller version of a loss because every time you've put this time and energy and effort into trying to conceive a baby and it hasn't worked out or it hasn't been successful, there is a loss, there is disheartenment, and there is just such sadness and sorrow there. And knowing that our organs house certain emotions and that if we are not addressing them if we are repressing them then 
they are just going to manifest energetically in our bodies and to know that truly you must find a way to heal your heart and to heal the loss that has occurred. And by doing that, you also heal the other parts of you because, you know, you have to heal your womb space. You have to heal what has occurred there before you can sort of bring in new life. Otherwise, you're likely to repeat the pattern. Well, and really, it just adds to that stress, right? And, you know, and I, and that's kind of what I found when I finally was just like, I've got to get over this, you know, and it, and it was because I could, it was just like this heavy weight. And, and we're talking years after, you know, it all had happened. And um, once I was able to release some of that stress, and I honestly, I feel like I still have some residuals, but it's not nearly as bad as what it used to be. I just got to a point where, okay, I can move on, you know, um, it's, it was amazing to me how much better I felt, not just emotionally, but physically. So yeah, I mean, there, there definitely is truth to that connection, that energetic and physical connection. So that's really amazing. I love that you are able to walk your clients through that. That's just, that's super, super amazing. So you've gone through all of this and I, I like to ask my, my guests this because I'm always amazed at how, what they say is different from what I think they're going to say. So what do you feel is your purpose right now? My purpose right now is truly to offer healing and health and happiness to those that are ready and want a helping hand to get there and haven't been able to achieve it themselves. Because I know I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't had mentors and people to help me. And I also didn't have an open mind or even know what was available for me to tap into. And it's just completely changed my life. And to know that we're more than just our physical body, because for the longest time, you know, I just thought, this is my body. This is the way life is. And to instead co-create my life the way that I desire it to be, instead of just thinking, this is happening to me and I can't do anything about it. Really, it, it gives hope, doesn't it? Yes. You know, because I think you're right. You know, we just, we grew up thinking, you know, a certain way and we are um, brought up believing, you know, there's only one way to do things. And when you really open that up, it's, oh, there is hope. You know, there there is a solution. And I truly believe that there is a solution out there for everything, you know, and that might be, very Pollyanna-ish, but I think generally that is true, right? You know, it's just, but it it comes down to what are you willing to do to find the solution? And that has made um, all the difference in the world to me, just to know that, have that hope, like there are solutions out there and I can, I can find them. <laughs> I, I can be on a journey to find them, you know? Absolutely. I think one of my mentors said, and I'm not going to quote this exactly, but you know, when you think you've exhausted all options, you've only just begun. And I think that that is 
truly not where I wish people would find me at, but often where they do find me at. Yeah. Do you find, are there people who go to you in the beginning, you know, before, you know, when they're first starting to have issues or, because I think the traditional route is just to go to your doctor, right? And Mm -hmm. say what's, and go that route, do the IVF and, you know, you know, shots and, and all the things, you know, and I, so what's, what would you suggest for somebody who is dealing with infertility and just starting that journey? My best advice and what I would love every woman to know is that what you do now affects your egg quality three to four months from now. So if you are going to go down the IVF road, it's not that it has to be one or the other, but you should also not just look after the physical and science part of you and the medical part of you, but have the mental and the emotional and the spiritual piece to go alongside of that if you're putting yourself and your body through all of that effort. Because you will have a more successful outcome if you have a holistic approach and you feel whole going into this instead of fingers crossed and your IVF socks on like, I hope this time it works. I love that. And I I love that you say that it's not a one or the other thing. It's let's do this together, you know, so that's beautiful. Well, it can be and it should be. I think they should go hand in hand. But I feel like traditional medical intervention has its time and place. But have you addressed the other pieces? Because if you haven't looked at anything else, like what you're consuming day in and day out, and that goes for not only food, but for mind, body and spirit, How successful are you going to be? How prepared, how set up are you for success? You know, you can go through all of those things, but if you haven't done any of the inner work to go alongside of it, often there can be disappointment and heartache at the end. And that's not what I want for anybody. I want people to have that precious bundle of joy in their arms because that's what they're waiting and trying so hard for. I know that's beautiful. I love that. Well, and having experienced that yourself on both ends, you know, it's, that's quite the testimonial of, yeah, this works. I've experienced it. I've done it, you know, and I, I know it works. So that's super amazing. So I wanted to um, share, I didn't realize that you have written some books as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the books that you've written and, you know, where people can find them? Everything I've, written in a book can be found on Amazon. And the one that I would probably direct people the most to would be the chapter I wrote for Nourished, because it really dives deep into what I am talking about today, and how this can work for you and why it can work for you and how you can embody it. And just a deeper dive into my own personal journey of how everything really laid out the way it did and how I was exactly where I was meant to be, even though I didn't realize it at the time. Right. Right. That's amazing. I love that. So I, I, can I put the links to your books on the show notes? Would that work? Okay, perfect. I will make sure that those are there then. Awesome. And you have a, a, a special offer for listeners today. Can you share with us what that is and where to find it? Yes, it is. 
I have a holistic self-care gift and Brenda will have it in the show notes for you so that you can begin to do something for yourself day in and day out and to take that self-care and that time for yourself. And I really do believe that everyone should do something for their mind, body, and spirit every single day. And what that looks like for you is completely unique for you. And if you're not sure what that is, to begin to find that for yourself. Fantastic. So there's a link that I'll put in the show notes that where you just fill out your information and she sends you that self-care gift. So that's wonderful. I love that. And where can people find you if they want to connect more with you or find more about you? I would love to welcome you into my Holistic Fertility Coach Facebook group because it is a sacred and safe space for you to be in if you are currently trying to conceive and experiencing infertility. And I bring a lot of experts in and offer meditations. And it's truly just a healing space to be. Awesome. That's fantastic. And again, I will put that Facebook link on there as well. And I'll also put the link to your website on there. Um, So all sorts of places and fun things that Ashley has to offer. And um, I am so thrilled, Ashley, that you have been able to be here with us today. I I think what you're doing is really amazing, you know, and, and having experienced that heartache and that loss and frustration and guilt and failure. There's so many emotions wrapped up into infertility issues. And, and I, having gone through the process of inner healing, it's a journey and it's not a, you're going to start this and be healed overnight. You know, it's, it, it takes time to do that, but I love that you have the experience of, um, success. I mean, and that's amazing. It's not something that I, that I received after I had my, my own issues. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a really beautiful, beautiful gift. So thank you so much for sharing your experience and your solutions to solving infertility problems. So I encourage all of my listeners who are dealing with infertility issues, please check Ashley out. She is just amazing. I've just so enjoyed chatting with her and I would love to hear if, um, you know, stories of, of success and joy and I wish everybody the best. So, um, please look in the show notes for the connections to her and until next time, please remember that your purpose, just like Ashley's is in your story. Take care. Celebrate your dreams, let them take flight, for you are a star, shining bright in every step you take, let your light glow be you, is the greatest way to